What is social leadership and how does it sit alongside formal leadership? Try, learn, try. A willingness to question and the permission to challenge and be challenged is key. One of the statements I'd still stand by is that curiosity is a defining feature of a, a socially dynamic organisation. Hi, my name's Julian Stodd. Welcome to the podcast. In this series of podcasts, I'm taking articles from the blog and adding some context around them to show a little bit more of the thinking that goes behind them, but also how that thinking is evolving and changing over time. And today, I wanted to share an article which is about social leadership trees and how we grow capability across an organisation. I first wrote about this in May of 2018, and the idea has kind of stuck with me ever since because it's an ecosystem idea. And much of my work falls into this kind of ecosystem approach, showing the interdependency between things. I really wrote this because I was starting to think about how social leaders are embedded within a system. And so their role is not to push it so much as to enable it to evolve and grow itself. And I didn't want to go with the idea of social leadership teams or tribes or clubs. It's not about that. It's about the interconnected nature of social leadership. So this was one of the first times I'd, I'd written about that. I'll read you a bit of the article and then, and then explain a bit more. I like the idea of social leadership being organic. Not one thing that we learn, but rather a continual growth. Also that it spreads, takes root as a social movement, spreading through an organisation. Today I'm exploring that idea building on the notion of social leadership circles that I shared last week, but evolving it as I work out loud. This is an exploration of those ideas. So even at the start of this, I was sort of showing that my thinking was evolving quite fast, but it's the notion of social leadership as a social movement. And actually, from my very earliest writing on social leadership in 2014, this has been important. I've always liked the idea that an organisation can sanction it, can train you in it and can sort of frame it from the top, but also the idea that people can grab hold of it anywhere in an organisation and build that capability, build a, a tribe for change from the bottom and sort of push up. I like the idea that it's power that can be claimed as much as it's given. So then I went on to say, my intent is for both an idea and an approach to developing social leadership at scale within the everyday reality of most organisations. It's clear to me that social leadership at both an individual and organisational level is best developed as it's exercised within a community. In my last book, Social Leadership, My First 100 Days, I laid out that journey, a guided reflection and set of activities to to set down the authentic roots. But the reality for most organisations is that they'll need a range of approaches, interventions for executives, for formal leaders and for broader teams. A model which allows us to grow this capability is one that's rooted at a local tribal level, each individual becoming more interconnected, leading to that connectivity at scale. So as I read that back now, I can feel my ideas bouncing around a bit because I'm trying to capture a range of different things. One is this notion of claimed power, but the other is the notion of sort of formal sponsorship. So when organisations do things to people, they like to do things for execs, do things for first-line leaders, do things for new starters. But if we're talking about change as a social movement, or indeed leadership as a social movement, it's, it's less structured than that. It's more fluid. 
So I guess you can hear almost my evolving thinking um, in in those words. And funnily enough, that book, you know, Social Leadership, My First 100 Days, is a bit peculiar because I, I wrote it to give people something they could do every day. But I always say that kind of the words I wrote are almost irrelevant. It's more the intent and the action that counts. So it could almost be a book with 100 blank pages, just with a sort of provocation on each page to do something. Um, Because it's really, as with much learning about creating a, a, a reflective space. And one thing you can do with a book or with a course is you can give a tempo for that space, which does help, as we know, actually, from work on changing habits, you know, tempo and momentum is really significant in that. Anyway, I went on to uh, share one of the illustrations about authenticity, which shows authenticity kind of as a tree putting down its roots. So let's uh, pick up there. Social leadership is an organisational capability that's grown over time, with the roots set down by every individual who engages. And once we have it, we have the foundations of the socially dynamic organisation. Let me explore some of the ideas behind social leadership trees and why I decided against circles or webs, tribes or clubs. So there I'm trying to draw together two broad strands of work, which I feel now are are kind of quite tightly coherent for me in, in my own work. But at this time, I was still trying to reconcile it. One is this notion of leadership, uh, reputation-based authority. But the second is this overarching term of the socially dynamic organisation. And that really grew out of the work I I was doing on change at the time. What if we engineered an organisation with an inherent capability to change? So I'm trying to trying to really draw that together. What's the tension or the dynamic between social leadership and the socially dynamic organisation? Trees grow and we can nurture that growth. They're part of a wider ecosystem and both contribute to the health of that system and rely upon the overall connectivity of it. They're cyclical and carry their growth as rings. Trees both burst into blossom but also shed their leaves in annual cycles of renewal and that's a central theme of social leadership which I address at the very first stage of curation. We do not choose our space forever we choose a foundation to build upon. I like the idea that we shed some leaves as we go, that some of it gets blown away as we're battered by the wind. But overall, it's a continual cycle of growth, shedding and renewal. Well, that's really the, the, the heart of this idea. I've always felt that social leadership is not something you do once. It's something that you grow continuously. And, and I guess it's a, a different way of saying we grow you know, through making these mistakes by uh, shedding things as much as by adding new things on. So, of course, a tree is an easy analogy for that. Trees adapt to their environment. Near to me are wind-pruned trees on the clifftops, growing low, almost sideways, with the tops sheared off by constant buffeting winds, but adapted to their environment. When I visited Angkor Wat in Cambodia and saw the trees intertwined through the ancient stones, flowing through and around the physical structure of the building, as much as social leaders operate in systems that flow through and around the formal structure, 
And I guess that's the other sort of visual metaphor of this, is that we always think of trees as massive and permanent, as indeed we think of castles and stone structures. So when you see the two intertwined, the organic and the inorganic, it gives you that sense of how they act upon each other. So the trees you know, push their roots out through that hydrostatic pressure and break apart the stone. But the stone in itself constrains and shapes the way the trees grow. And I guess that view of leadership development is important. We we shape ourselves individually in social leadership, but we're also shaped by the environment that we do it within. Trees set down roots. I've previously used the metaphor of setting down roots to describe authenticity. It's through our actions over time our humility, our willingness to invest in our community, that our authenticity has grown. The notion of time and growth is important. You cannot cheat it. Then there's the idea of propagation and spread. I'm using the notion of seed communities in the new work on dynamic change. So that ties in well to this idea. The idea that we do not provide all the answers, but rather create the community spaces where sense-making occurs and where answers may be found. So, you know, here I'm stretching the metaphor a bit, I guess, but seed communities were something I was working on very much at that time in 2018 and still used today, but, but I often use different language around them. So it's this idea that, um, you know, social leaders don't affect change just by hammering stuff or pushing stuff. Sometimes they create the space, the seed community or the seeds of change to occur. I think that the, the other piece about the roots of authenticity is something which I've definitely carried forward from uh, the Social Leadership 100 Days work. This idea that our roots are put down over time, but they're untidy. So it's through every action in the moment, through the everyday, that we build our authenticity up. It's not one single thing that makes our actions authentic, but rather a consistency of, of action over time. I've also been keen that social leadership is a power and authority that can be provided and supported by the organisation, but is also one that can be claimed in opposition to formal power. Anyone can choose to be a social leader, and any organisation can choose to nurture and support it. Well, that's key, really. You know, organisations often want to change and say that they want to unlock the power of communities to do so, but then they get fearful and they clamp down on the very thing they're trying to unlock. So ultimately, um, and I've represented this before by talking about a dynamic tension, it will be a tension between the formal system and the social system, between formal power and social power, power given to you by the organisation and power earned within a community. So then I went on to ask, how does this actually work? At some level, organisations will actively develop social leadership through programmes. At others, they'll support individual and group journeys. And some people will simply claim a space. But overall, our journey to become more socially dynamic is based in the actions of individuals. So we grow, we make the journey, and we're battered by the elements as we go along that journey. It's this idea of being battered on the journey is kind of important. I say it's scars and all we grow. You know, this is not a clean and tidy model of authority. As we do so, we shed old leaves and grow new ones, and we grow out our authentic roots. We may support and grow other social leadership trees around us, forming a grove, changing part of the overall landscape. As we find our voices, we'll reach out to others, connecting up the different parts of the forest. 
Trees grow in balance with the ecosystem around them, but they also affect that environment. In a toxic culture, it will be hard to develop social leadership, but as we do so, we'll drain some of that toxicity in the only way that counts, through our actions. And in systems which learn to thrive, we create a secondary effect. Forests are vibrant ecosystems, not just full of trees, but the sound of birdsong and the sight of wildflowers. It's this notion of interconnectivity that's led me to this metaphor, and I'll see where I can grow it from here. So that was how I rounded off that article. Um, and if you'll you know, ignore language about sort of birdsong and blue skies, the bit which I carried forward was the notion of interconnectivity. I now use that as one of the central pillars of my work when talking to organisations about strategic direction, not how will they grow a new domain or how will they sort of cement a new type of power, but rather how will they become more interconnected? And crucially, not just along lines that they know and understand, not just encoding established formal power, but rather um, interconnected across difference and dissent so that they can find power in their very difference. So that piece was... Um, really one of the first times I'd, I'd talked about that ecosystem approach and the idea of social leadership trees. Some parts of that um, persist, most of all, the notion of um, an ecosystem approach and interconnectivity. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed that piece today. You can read the original blog post. You'll find the, the link where you found the podcast. And uh, thanks for joining me today. <laughs>